guys, please. Oh, please. You all tucked in now? Well, here we go. These are the breaks. Cheats. Boom bap. And beyond. Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? It's Vic Monster. Uh, welcome to episode six of Breaks, Beats, Boom Bap, and Beyond. Uh, I got a very special guest with me today, a longtime friend of mine, uh, collaborator, and he's a guy that you see, you know, around town, uh, open mics, working bars, running downtown with his shirt off. <laughs> I know I've caught you a few times, man. I can't run that fast on my knees are so I need to try to catch up. But uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, B-boys and B-girls, please, please stop what you're doing and make some noise for the homie Zen. Zen, sir, thank you so much for coming. What's going on, man? Man, it's been a while, bro. How you been? Oh, man, I've been all right. You know, considering, you know, probably as hard as you can be in the middle of a, a pandemic and social decline just recovering <laughs> recovering man but I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you're doing good bro i'm glad you're you're staying busy uh with so many different things and and uh we'll talk about all of those but um you know i you're another person that i've always seen for a while um but i'm not exactly sure when i met you um i want to say it was maybe through like the open mics uh you know i had uh the last word bender in here last week and we talked about open mics and he started bringing up a bunch of names so i want to say maybe i started seeing you like around maybe katie's cup doing the open mic like poetry uh, jam type deals it might have been it might have been around then or before and maybe one of the b-boy events okay were you um you know, when, when I'm doing the, the breaking battles and stuff like that, I'm just, I'm working, you know, so yeah. I never, uh, so I always want to, I used to always try to do everything, like record and take pictures oh, yeah, and I DJ and host, but, you yeah. know, I try to have someone to do all that too, but I never uh, have the opportunity to see anybody, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I never have the opportunity to, to, to see who's there, man, so uh, did you actually go to a lot of those uh, breaking battles early man, ones? I used to go to everything, bro. Mm. I, um would just be around and i would just just check out everything i could and that might be why you stood out to me if i remember correctly if it wasn't the open mics it was like you know there's this tall guy you know well, how tall are you the six six uh, five okay so yeah. you're like a foot taller than i am so noticeably taller than my i am and most of my mexican friends who are all short <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know you you tend to recognize people and you tend to be like, you know, this guy or this girl, they're, they're coming through, they're supporting, they're paying cover, you know, and, and uh, you, uh, you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate you always coming out and, and holding it down, man. Oh, no doubt, man. Um, so I guess going back to the KD's Cup thing, were you always uh, uh, like a poet or how did that come about? Um, I would say art was probably like my first love, drawing. And I just kind of got into writing just a, a way to, you know, keep my thoughts and, uh, it's kind of a therapeutic thing. And uh, once uh, back in college, um, had some people over, and my friend Mimi, uh, this Nigerian chick that used to come through and smoke with us all the time, she would always be over my shoulder, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, nothing, you know. And so she finally just, you know, after, after a while, kind of broke me down. Okay. I, I let her read my notebook, mm. and so then after that, she's like, "Yo, you gotta, you gotta share this with people. You gotta, you gotta let people hear this." And I'm like, "Nah, nah, nah. That's just for me." And um, you know, uh, 
after a while of that, uh, she convinced me to go to what I thought was an open mic. Um, to this day, I don't know if she knew it wasn't an open mic or if she just tricked me mm-hmm. into going to this this uh, this other thing. Well, it ended up being the auditions for the uh, Deaf Poetry Show. Oh, okay. And it was it was pretty cool uh, and also very nerve wracking. Uh, yeah, no, I can only uh, imagine. It was dope though. Yeah. Like they. So this was uh, was this in Chicago or? Yeah, it was at the uh, the E two Club. Okay. Well, what used to be the E two Club? I don't know if you remember. It was a, no, no, no. It's like a three story building uh, that was pretty well known for. Okay. You know, parties and open yeah. mic stuff. Yeah. Uh, caught on fire, and. There were, um, you know, some people got trampled and oh, really? Died. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it was it was in the news, but um, no, nah, it was it was cool. It was it was a uh, open stage situation, mm-hmm. or so I thought. Uh, dynamic poets and MCs and different people from all these different walks of life. Like uh, I remember very 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 specifically, uh, there was a woman, probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. She just didn't look real she looked like right. she'd been painted yeah wow and she got up and she's she's doing a spoken word piece and she's talking about how ugly she is and how mm. ugly she feels and just and everybody's looking around like what the fuck right you know this is okay so she gets about three quarters through what she's what she's reading and she lifts up her shirt and she has this massive scar across her entire torso Oh wow! It looked like like as if a shark or something yeah, very large yeah. had just taken a bite out of her, and um, apparently it was, a, it was a scar from from something that happened to her mm-hmm. at birth, and uh, and so that was, you know, so uh, that was really interesting. Uh, I would say writing and sharing my writings and being around other writers has definitely taught me that like everyone's perspective is there. Right, right. Everyone's perspective is different. It doesn't matter how you see uh, the world, someone else is always going to see it differently. Absolutely, and that's why it's always important, um, you know, coming from a, you know, like a B-boy perspective to always uh, travel to other ciphers, uh, to see how other people get down, to, uh, um, you know, share stories, share movements, share ideas. Because, you know, you can only go so long being by yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that your friend, you know, pushed you uh, to do something. Uh, I feel like most of the guests I've had have had a person kind of like, uh, quote unquote, like jerkishly push them to do something. And maybe that person feels like you really are uh, uh, special in that way. Or, you know, it's really the universe choosing hey. that, you know, uh, make, creating that path for you. I think that we all cross paths for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if the reason is always dynamic, but you know, there's always something small. Right, you know? super small, and it just and it and it, you know, though that little gesture has gotten you, you know, to gotten us to this conversation. Really, if it wasn't for for sure for, for that, you know, for that one thing. Um, so you mentioned this being in college. So were you writing? Uh, before that in high school or middle school <laughs> so have you ever read the story of Cyrano it sounds familiar I don't think I've actually read that so though. Cyrano was a um, a character uh, a literary character um, 
most people are probably familiar with the story of Cyrano through Steve Martin's movie Roxanne. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. He's got yeah. this long nose, and he. Mm-hmm. So basically, this dude is this guy who's not considered very attractive, huh. uh, but he is just this beautiful writer. This very romantic, you know, poetic dude, and this guy who, you know, is basically like this, this this Adonis character. Uh, but he's not very smart, mm-hmm. and he, he loves this woman. So he gets this guy, he gets Cyrano, to write, you know, these letters uh, for him. Okay, I and see where you're kind of going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I always thought that was a funny story. Yeah, it is, yeah. And also thought it was really fun to do that for money mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Right. And that's what I did. So you wrote, like, poems for other dudes? yeah. Okay. It was fun. So it's like the uh, chicken or the egg. Was it the hustler or the writer? <laughs> I think it was the hustler first. But you already had, you must have already had a knack for writing, though. Um, I guess maybe. I, just, I don't know. Um, I, it wasn't something I, I gave a lot of serious thought to mm-hmm. back then. It was mm-hmm. just, just something that kind of kept me sane, I suppose. Okay. Um, Did then, that? Go ahead. When I got older, uh, it became more of a, um, I guess, a more of a focal point. Sure, sure. Uh, but still not something that I, I thought like, hey, you know what? I want to be a writer. Right. Um, I think it was probably 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. So that's like in the high school, beginning of college. Right. Um, I would go on to these uh, message boards. Mm-hmm. And message boards, yeah. I don't know. You remember the message board? Message boards for my younger listeners, because I have several. Uh, so probably before like pre MySpace, which is like the grandfather of Facebook and TikTok and all that. Uh, message boards was basically a kind of like an online room where you would write comments and people would respond depending on the subject. So you know. Uh, I was on like like break dancing forums and mm-hmm. I'd say, Hey, when's there an event in Chicago? Yeah. And someone would respond, Oh, there's an event in a month, they put a flyer. Um, a lot of my early promotions were on message boards. Uh, people would, would comment directly, no type of funky algorithms, like you kinda had more of a direct yeah. conversation. So uh message boards were actually really really I, cool, really detrimental. I think it's crazy that we just had to explain that. Man, I've been, I I got to it's it's wild, but this, Dude, this I feel is just super old. This right is just now. where we're at. I think oh my, my, my first uh, like the first battle I did was mainly through message boards and like AOL. People were AOL were, were, instant messenger. People were IMing me like, Oh when's when's the battle? And you know like Oh yeah. It was crazy, man. Like having the the type all that stuff up. Um um there just wasn't like you know, it, it's just so easy now, um, and, and I, I like to recall those days. You know, I appreciate the work that had to be done through, like, you know, message boards and paper flyers and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah. And I hate being like the the grandpa <laughs> guy, but really, you know, because I I use social media a lot too. But you guys don't know how easy it is now. Um, it's so very easy. Going back a little bit to you writing, uh, <laughs> for any of your friends, like, because I this. Something similar happened to a kid on my bus, and I, I was quiet, you know, when I would ride the bus. Like, I, I just was very, I just liked to break. I was always thinking about breaking, but this dude, he was singing a song to a girl uh-huh. in the back of the bus, and I knew the song. 
you know what I mean? Like, you know, whatever he was singing, people would sing and crack jokes. You know, they'd be snapping and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like, man, I wrote that for you, girl. <laughs> and I was like, damn, he's lying. But then at some point, she's like, oh, you know, write me another song. And he didn't have another, you know what I'm saying? So my question is, like, did any of your friends get, like, lucky? And did any of those girls, like, did they want more? Or did they, like, did they get caught in the jam at all? Um, I remember one time, there was this one girl, and uh, we would, I, would pass them the, I would pass them the notes between classes. And, you know, he'd meet me at my locker. And, you know, we do it like that. And I just remember this one time I went to close my locker mm-hmm. and she was right there in my face mm. and was like, I know it's you. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man, she was like, I know it's you. And, you know, those are uh, those are not his words. It's, it's your words that I'm interested in. Yeah. And so, me and her wrote back and forth for a little bit, oh, you know, like that. Low key snatched. And it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was what it, it was, what right. it was for a second, and just ultimately, like, I just wasn't what she was interested in, right? Physically, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that kind of wore off. It was, it was funny. Yeah. It was fun for 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 a while it lasted, and then it just kind of wore off. <laughs> That's, that's that's crazy though, man. That that uh, you know, I guess you're ghostwriting. I was ghostwriting, but man. you didn't even. There wasn't even a name for it. What'd you call yourself? Just the man. I, I don't know what he was calling himself. <laughs> I was just writing this shit. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. But no, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. Ghostwriting before it. I don't even think I heard the term ghostwriting until like 2008. So you're talking 99, 98, you know, 10 years. Which, man, I have a very interesting perspective on that. But that's another part of the conversation. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll get to that. So, um, <clears throat> so, but as you discovered that you're a poet, you also mentioned that you were also drawing at that time. Oh, yeah, man. I was like... Um, I actually thought you got into, like... Because you're a fantastic artist, by the way. Man, I appreciate but that. But I thought you got into that later. Nah, that was... I actually went to school for art. Oh, no um, kidding. Wow. I actually got pretty pretty lucky, man. Mm-hmm. Um, what school is that? Shout out to Mr. P- uh, <laughs> shout out to Mr. Gastro, man. Um, I had a, from, from I had Rockford? A, that- no, I went to Freeport. Went oh, to Freeport. okay. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a bit of a traumatic experience uh my senior year and my uh my art teacher mr castro he brought the admissions people to my house mm-hmm. uh to make sure that i got into school oh wow um if it wasn't for my my test and my uh my uh yeah my test scores i probably wouldn't have gotten to college oh, okay I just wasn't, you know, high school wasn't very motivating to me. Yeah, I, I relate. I just, I couldn't, uh, you know, I could test really high on everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the homework just didn't make sense to me. It's hard to conform, yeah. To watch the children of the people who ran the community mm-hmm. come to class every day and copy off of each other. Right. And know that no matter what type of grades they got, they knew that they would be in college. Mm-hmm. They didn't even question it. Mm-hmm. 
it just it was a value system that didn't make sense to me because it didn't seem it didn't seem fair. Okay. It didn't it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It just didn't because it, it it showed me that not everyone was guaranteed the same opportunities yeah. no matter how hard they worked. Yeah. And um I just couldn't wrap my mind around that. Yeah. Um but you know again uh I am very grateful for the opportunities that I did get. For sure man, shout out. So are you originally from Freeport then? I am. Okay, that's what's up man. I uh so Freeport is west of Rockford. It's a it's a lot smaller than Rockford. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty like it, it's a tough city, man. Like like creatively, I I, I worked a lot in Freeport. Uh, I used to work for a solar company, so I was out there a lot. Sullivan's a lot, Cub okay. Foods a lot, a lot of those the stores. So, and I, I just noticed that it was very like creatively. It seemed like to me, and they got a really nice art museum, which oh, the museum is awesome, which was a real big surprise. But it's, it's grown and um, it's come a long way. It's come a long way. But I could see how someone as creative as you, it would be like a little bit more difficult to really thrive in Freeport. Man, I'll be honest, I really wasn't even thinking about that during that time. Sure, yeah. You're just um, living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just really. I mean, yeah, because I mean, in, in retrospect, again, because I, I spent some time in Freeport, and I'm like, damn, man, this it's just not for me. And when people complain about Rockford, I'm like, man, try going maybe to Freeport. And, and then you'll be like, man, you know, maybe I should go back to Rockford, you know? You know, I, I will say this. You know, Freeport does have its challenges, uh, as everywhere does. Sure. Um, it's very different than it was when I was growing up. Yeah, though. it has. Yeah, um, it is. There was very much a sense of security um, that, that doesn't necessarily exist the same way now, but more mm-hmm. than anything, uh, very much a sense of community. Okay. Um, you you could be walking down the street, you know, and somebody see you doing something you're not supposed to do, and you could you could be sure that before you made it to the next block, your mom or or your or your dad oh, really? knew what was up. Sure. Um, you know, it was, it was definitely like that that mentality of uh, it takes a village. Right. Um, you know, pretty much everybody when I was growing up, everybody knew each other. Okay. That's you know, or yeah. you went to the same church or you went to the same, you know, something. There was a connection. And it's not that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like as, as cities grow, as people move in, you know, the things change. But you know, you take in the good with the bad. I think also with that being said, like I mentioned, just a bit ago, Freeport has come up a, a lot. Um, you know, the downtown is small, but they're you know they're doing some cool stuff down there. And, and I was there uh, a little bit after COVID. Uh, the fatherless guys had a show down there. They couldn't do like a big opening ceremony because of the restrictions, but I was just surprised that they had like such a nice art museum. I was really surprised. Oh yeah, man. It was dope. I actually hoped to do some stuff down there myself because, again, I was just really surprised. It was just this random, it's like a huge building, and it's just really nice in there. So um, how is it that you make made the transition from Freeport to Rockford, or is it Freeport, Chicago, Rockford? Or? Um, I think I left. No, no. I went from Freeport to DeKalb mm. to Rockford. Okay. And then, well, Freeport to DeKalb to Chicago. Rockford, and then yeah, all over, all over the the trite state. Oh yeah, area I went. Again. Yeah, I went. I was going around in circles there for a second, man, with school and so you were. Uh, were you in the Cal to to go to NIU? 
Yeah, I was going. I was going to school. I worked. What year was yeah. that? Uh, that was between. What's that? Two thousand. So I left the Institute of Art. Uh, what was that? Two thousand two, something like that. Okay. Did yeah. you ever? Uh, I used to go to free. Or I'm sorry. I used to go to the Calb a lot, and that's actually how I met DJ Maglin. Mm-hmm. Even though he's from Rockford, he went to Guilford. We Man. didn't. We didn't meet till he moved to. DeKalb and we actually met on a message board. <laughs> I was in DeKalb from 99 to about 2005. Okay. When I got divorced I moved here. Okay. I was kind of going back and sure. forth but uh... DeKalb had a really yeah. dope hip hop scene uh, so DJ, our friend Dewan Macklin was a part of a crew called uh, Groundhogs which I was the Groundhogs. umbrellaed by a, a crew called Sub Elements which had, uh, I know you know, Sam I Am. That's where I met Sam I Am. Okay, he was a part of that. And he would be a lot of breaking battles hosting or or just doing some freestyles yeah. and stuff like that. So, you know, when I went to the Cap, that was really my first time, like, kind of out of Rockford. I was in high school still, and we still, I, you know, I met DJ on a message board. He's like, hey, we practice. Yep. And, like, this random, like, a hall. It's not like it was a dance studio. It was just, like, a hallway. So, yeah. man, we had to park the car and, like, man, we're in... in the phones we had, that's, well, actually, I didn't even have a cell phone. I messaged them. Dude, I remember what phone I had and, then. And I wrote his number on a piece of paper. <laughs> and I was like, man, we got to get a pay phone and call his dorm or something. But, you know, it, it was like that mystery. It, it was cool. It was exciting. Nah, yeah, dude, I missed that shit. Like, I Navigating. mean, I, I, I remember having a cell phone and uh, what was that? Primeco? Okay, it yeah. It was on those Prime yeah. Code phones out. <laughs> yeah. I remember Henry had a Prime Code phone, and I had the first, because uh, that was back when me and Brother Henry were, were, were roommates. Oh, word. okay. What's up to Henry? That was, yeah. that was yeah, and shout out to Brother Henry, man. That was when we were, uh, I think that was the first time I ever had somebody, the day I met Brother Henry is the first time I ever had someone, like, come and challenge me. At my place of employment to a battle rap. So was that was in Rockford? <laughs> no, this was in DeKalb. Okay, okay. So, so to my listeners here, Brother Henry is a, uh, I mean, he's just an all-around good guy. Uh, he's a businessman. He's a very intelligent person. But the way I met him was <laughs> his name was X, and he was a battle rapper. Um, and I, I, I know, I know you guys had a friendship, but I, I wasn't aware that you guys were like roommates or oh that's my brother okay that's what's that's up, my man. brother so we guys, go we go way way back did you guys uh meet and then become roommates or did you, were you guys no nah, we as- yeah we we met his mm-hmm. his buddy uh his his buddy told him that that i was a rapper and uh that i thought i was better than him mm-hmm. which that didn't happen but you know, one of those situations. Right. Baddest one hit my hand type mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. So he brings him up to, uh, I was working at the McDonald's uh, across the street from the post office. It's in a, to cut you off real quick, though, uh, that's just a good feeling, though, because it just keeps you on your toes when you hear about, like, because, you know, back then we had to hear about people. It's not yeah. like you were on yeah. Facebook and you're like, oh, this guy looks like he rapped. It's like someone would tell you, hey, there's a guy or a girl here who might be better at you than this just to keep you oh, and, yeah. and you and then you, you know like that's how it was when i started b-boying people would tell me stories and, and you wouldn't even know what that person looked like they're black white green it's like you mm-hmm. wouldn't and if you caught that person you'd be like i think that's who they're talking about yeah 
So, uh, so someone got got back to you and said that this guy was was better rapper, or got back to him? Oh no, nah, they brought him to my job. <laughs> they brought him to, and, to uh, the drive-through. Man, nah, he brought him inside, <laughs> and I just remember like you know telling the crew like, hey man, I gotta go talk to this guy real quick. Damn, I'll be yeah, back. It's real. So we go out to the lobby and and he's like, man, you spit first. And so I'm like, <laughs> so he called shit. you out. You're in your uh, visor yeah. and everything. No, nah, I mean I was the manager and shit. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, I go out there, man, and I start rapping. He's like, he stops me. He's like, yo, I know these dudes. They got a studio. We can record for free. Oh, wow. He was like, yo, we got to be friends. Mm. So I was like, cool. That's what's up, You know, I, was, I didn't really like confrontation like sure, that anyway. Sure. So that worked out for me. I was just kind of like, okay. but um, Like another audition. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. This, was this after the Chicago, uh, the poetry audition? Um. Nah, this was this was before. Okay, all right. I think this was like before. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this was before, because that happened after we were roommates. So okay, we're yeah, it's yeah. small world, man. It's crazy. I, yeah, I didn't know that. That's how you guys met. I just I knew you guys were friends and all. Yeah, dude. That's how I met Sam. I am. Uh, <laughs> I actually remember Henry battling Sam. I am. It was pretty good. Yes, and Sam I Am, again, he's another person. He's actually been to Rockford a few times uh, to battle uh, back when uh, my listeners who had cable and watched 106 in Park. He, uh, 106 in Park was a TV show that they played music videos. Um, it came out at the same time as TRL, which was MTV's version of the same thing. But 106 in Park was, was mainly hip-hop. But every Friday, they would have a freestyle contest. And that was actually really cool. Um, they would have, you know, just different people freestyling off the top. And if you won, you would stay. Uh, and you would kind of stay until you lost. But he was on there for a while. And he, that's oh, yeah. how he got, he, some, was... he got some notoriety because of that. Yeah, so shout was... out to Sam I Am. He was there for a minute. I think he just dropped some new music, too. That dude's always actually dropping music, man. And uh, he, he's just, he's a, he's, a, he's a fascinating person. He's one of those guys that could just rap about anything. Uh, he always seems like he's in a good mood. Like I, I feel like I don't, I don't know him personally. I just, you know, we we're acquainted, but I just feel like he's just, just happy to be rapping. I think I feel like he's just happy to be where he's at, man. Oh, so, yeah. so shout out to Sam, I am. So, uh, did you and and brother Henry? Did you guys like immediately started working on music or? Um. So, Henry taught me how to freestyle. Okay. I could always write. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I, I've arrived at you know the conclusion that anyone can freestyle. Mm-hmm. You just it's just a matter of writing it down or not. Right. And so if you can if you can come up with something off the top of your head, you know you can freestyle. Sure. Right. Now, Henry didn't know how to play chess. Okay. I taught Henry how to play chess. Oh, nice. And so what we would do every morning when we wake up is we had a, a board, we had a clock, we had a game going. Mm. We turn on the instrumental, and we trade every four to eight bars. Wow. And so we freestyle, and you had to come up with a corresponding bar, make your move within the time, you know, and all of that. And so we did that. Mm. We do that every day until finally Henry beat, beat me. Okay. And then, you know... It was finally a point at which I was able to outwrap him. Yeah. And so we the, just then it just became fun. The student it wasn't even the master type of deal. So it was you know it was it was uh 
really good mental exercise. That's what's up, man. I don't, uh, you know, and, and I could be wrong, you know, because uh, I know when I was younger and we were breaking, it was just like we wouldn't even talk. We'd just be doing moves and it would seem like for hours. Um, <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people, and again, I, I could be mistaken, maybe from what I see, don't run those drills. And it's not like, you know, it's it's not like a job. It's like you guys wake up, you're living in, and you're living it. You know, you're like man, let's let's do this to get better. Let's sharpen our skills. You mm-hmm. know, you guys are, I mean, playing chess, uh, kicking flows back and forth. Man, I think that's that's really amazing, dude. Like I, I really like that, and um, I could see how it added to both of your skill levels. Because uh, even though I've actually never heard uh, Bro Henry like any recorded stuff of his, but I have heard him rap a lot. Um, you know the battle rapping and the freestyling. I always thought he was just like really top tier. So you uh, explaining that really makes sense and how you guys both came up. It really like it really helped, man. So you guys must have did that for quite a while. I mean, it was just yeah, it would be what well, we we did every day. Yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. So I think probably around the time I met you, uh, you must have been kind of already like you know, were you Zen already in in and uh yeah so you had already been rock- rocking that name mm-hmm. how'd you how'd you come up with that oh man it's, it's kind of a a long story but i guess not really a long story so you know everybody's got nicknames sure. and so people always the first response is always that one person that's not what your mama named you what your mom named mm-hmm. you it's like well actually my mom kind of did give me this name okay so my mom would always tell me that it, you know I was from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother would always tell me I'd been here before. Okay, wow. And so, um, you know, just me writing all the time and reading all the time, um, I used to keep it the source. Okay. Um, when I would write papers for school, mm-hmm. it was just like a pet peeve. I never wanted to use the same word twice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I just remember coming across, you know, um, this word. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry. Are you good? Xenophobia. Okay. And um, I just thought it was a cool looking word. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't really cool what it meant, but. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people hear my name and they think Zen with a Z. Okay. And they think of Buddhism. Right. And really it's with an X. Yep. And it comes from Zenos, which mm-hmm. means strange, different, foreign. Yes. Or from elsewhere, mm-hmm. oh, and like so that. that's yeah. that's how I got that name. That that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, and it's like side note, I could see your uh, correlation with Doctor Manhattan as you're always kind of posting stuff. But it's, oh, that's my dude. But yeah, it's kind of like I, I I'm picking <clears> up that vibe. And you know, you and I we live in this world where you meet people by quote unquote nicknames. You know what I'm saying? Like I know you as Zen. That's what I've known you. I think you are Zen. Mm. I may know your real government name. I'm not sure, but I don't bother to ask because that's not nah, who. That's cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like more people know me as Big Monster than than my real name. You know what I'm saying? Like, for 20 years. So that's just the world that we come from. So uh, to the point I was making earlier, around the time that I think I met you, you must have been like Zen 2.0, like maybe polished and ready for the world uh, when you got back to Rockford. Is that kind of <laughs> like a I mean, fair assessment? I, I think that I think that the the world prepares us for whatever our next step is, right. or stage is, mm-hmm. you know, and that can change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or I think we we are the person we we need to be most 
uh, for whatever that time is. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. So, uh, so how was it coming back? So you're done with you know the uh, Cal and Chicago and and all this. Um, I'm guessing you're done with school for the time being and whatnot. How did you end up coming back to Rockford or, or moving to Rockford? Um, yeah, when uh, me and my ex-wife split. I was already working out here. I was working at a call center. Okay. MCI. Oh, everybody. Man. Everybody in Rockford has worked at MCI. <laughs> or a call center of sorts. Um, yeah. yeah, man. I was doing that. Uh, I remember I, I completely, like, omitted everything from my, my application just because I wanted just to work just some extra part-time hours at sure. McDonald's. Mm. And I remember I ended up getting hired at the, the McDonald's on uh, Broadway in Kishwaukee. Okay, yeah. Oh, the place was terrible man. when I first started. <laughs> I think and, it still might be. <laughs> and, I, and I think that the lady there, man, she had to be, like, working for the government or something because she figured out my whole McDonald's background. Oh, word. <laughs> and was, like, offering me, like, more money and shit. And I was like, yo, I just... I don't want any extra responsibility. I just right. want to make, you know. I just want to come clock in and clock out. Dude, yeah. that shit was wild, bro. <laughs> I ended up quitting. Okay. But uh, it, it was it was pretty wild, man. Like, um, they really built that place up mm-hmm. from what it what it was. When I first started there, I was chasing prostitutes out of the bathrooms. Man, yeah, yeah. And, like. It's a, it's a wild area. There was a lot going on in there, yeah, man. Yeah. I remember, like, at least once a week, someone saying they were going to rob us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, man, come on, Jim. You, you're, you've been here last week, like the same guy. Right, right. Well, one I remember one dude. I, I just, I, I'm like, dude, do you have a gun? <laughs> he was like, no. And I was like, come on, man, you hungry? Right. I'll get you something. At oh least. man, and I just remember giving this kid and, and his friends a big ass bag of, of food because that was like after. You know, everything was timed, and after so much time went by, I had to throw all the shit away. Oh, no kidding. Wow. So I just remember, like, loading up this huge bag full yeah. of shit. Hooking it up. And this dude's friends looking all confused. And I'm like, man, y'all, get out of here, man. Just just, just get <laughs> out of here. Take and go. Yeah. <laughs> it's collateral. <laughs> so crazy. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's wild, man. And that's still a wild area, man. But, you know, it just is what it is. Every, every town has their... Their their McDonald's that's you know I think Kishwaukee and Auburn are probably the ones that are like man stay away from those McDonald's they're wild dude. you know what I'm saying there's probably stories yeah man but no nah, yeah when I that was where I was at when I first when I first came to uh, Rockford I was here for a few years and then I moved out to New York mm. for a little bit okay and then uh, I came back because uh, of my mom's health and just just to come back and just kind of just, you know, start over. Sure, sure. So in between those time frames, like, how is it that you got, like, you know, connected or, like, plugged in with, like, performing and, and the community? Um, I don't know, man. I guess that's, that stuff has always found its way to me. Right. Like, wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I've always felt odd. I've always felt connected to music. Mm-hmm. And so, and art. Um. Uh, when I went to New York, it, it was, I, I actually, <laughs> I had just gotten on the Facebook and somebody I was friends with somehow was connected to Wordsworth, the MC. Okay, wow. And just on a complete whim, like, all right, this could maybe not be him, mm-hmm. but whatever. Yeah. I messaged him and was like, hey, I'm about to move to New York. Right. Uh, could you tell me where some open mics are? Right. And 
shit. Dude responded oh, okay. and was like, yo, go to this place called the Pyramid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Avenue A. And it's this place called, uh, it's just this shit called uh, End of the Week. Mm-hmm. So I go and sure as shit, mm-hmm. it's like this open mic. Yeah. And arguably the longest old running open mic in New York. Okay. And... You know, there'd be people that would do other stuff every so often, mm-hmm. but it was primarily like hip hop. Okay. And so, shit, it it was it was dope. Yeah. They do this thing called the MC Challenge, where, you know, you got shit's breaking broken down into rounds. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, the first round, you might be at the mercy of the DJ. Yeah. So oh. like, no matter what he plays, you it could be Ma- the Madonna Ray of Light. Yeah. You got to rap over that Damn. shit. That's what. Um, next round. They'll pair you up with another contestant, another yeah. MC, and you gotta trade eight every eight bars or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Next round, um, it could be you know you just do a song. Yeah. So you just do your own song, whatever. Then like the last round was the grab bag. Okay. So it's like a bag or a box, you know, just something that contains uh, items that you can't see mm. until you, you pull it see up. them. Yeah. And you know, you got to rock. Wow. That's and you do this shit. And so I ended up crazy. finding out, remember Blind Fury? Yeah. yeah Blind Fury ha- was a previous winner of the... Uh, Another one of the, Park, of uh, the uh, end of the week uh, MC Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I can actually sing really good, too. You're oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Blind Fury was a beast, <laughs> yeah, man. He, yeah. was, he was the best. And for anyone uh, that's not familiar, uh, Blind Fury is uh, mainly known as a freestyle rapper, but he's like pretty much like blind he's blind and that's what they call him blind fury but it, it's just it's crazy to see him rap because he's really um he's rapping with his whole body the way he's moving and and the way his like his face and everything because he you i'm not sure like if he's 100 percent blind or partially blind but he really has nothing to go off no nah, he's blind as shit okay bro. so so like if he's battling you he doesn't know what you, what you look like what you're wearing so it, it's i'm sure it's kind of tough for him but he's managed to prevail and he's actually an amazing singer too so if, if, if you're listening to this when you're done check out uh, you two blind furies like really phenomenal yeah. uh, artists Yo, I remember watching Blind Fury like cook motherfuckers, man. man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever. It what was it. Uh, MTV had that show. Yeah. And um, yeah, because he battled this dude named Swan. Swan, Swan was yeah. from Detroit, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, the big dude. And because uh, <laughs> I remember somebody during the uh, commercial break or something must have yeah. told him what Swan's hair looked like because <laughs> yeah. he said, "Dude, shit looked like." Somebody, some spiders having a meeting and stuff. Yeah. Yo, and everybody went crazy. I remember that. Swan had kind of like a, as a reference, you know, Swan is. He, <laughs> he was kind of like a heavier set dude, and he had kind of like a nappy, like, it wasn't like a nice afro. It was just kind of like a really <laughs> nappy afro. But uh, I could see, you know, from a battling oh, perspective, man. you could see how that would be like a good focal point to shit on. <laughs> Yo. But Yo, I, yeah, I, that was that was. I like that concept as far as like, uh, um, the the DJ picking music or the grab bag thing. It just it really keeps you on your toes, man. That's that's and nuts. Uh, locally, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. But I have seen that, you know, uh, on TV and on YouTube. Nah, and stuff dude, like that. It's, it's they actually just had, uh, they just had an MC challenge, and uh, you know, it's it's gotten big. It's um, 
I'm not even sure how many chapters of EOW uh, exist right now. I know there's one in France, uh, China, uh, Brazil. There's a couple in Canada, I think. Uh, yeah, man, shit's all over the place. That's dope. That's dope. So yeah, they do the they do the MC challenge, basically like bracket tournament mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do the World MC Challenge. So out of every country where it's at, they'll do it. And then whoever won there, Mm -hmm. then they'll have the the World MC Challenge. And then they just pick a location. Oh, wow. And then I don't know how the prizes and stuff work now. But at one point, it was like if you won, you got to go to, like, one of these places. Right. Like, all-expense-paid trip. That's actually, uh, in South America... uh, like freestyle rap is really big. Like oh yeah, they haven't gotten to like the the written stuff yet. So uh, Red Bull actually sponsors a battle called uh, Batalla de los Gallos, which which pretty much means cockfight, like roosters. Okay. But it's like it's Mexico, Colombia, <clears throat> you know, uh, Peru, Spain, like most of the all the Spanish speaking countries, and they do like sixteen bar, you know, freestyle rap, and it's it's massive. Um, which which Breezy Back wants to bring, which uh, I wanted to use that to segue into. Um, you were pretty involved in the Rockford battling, uh, not so much as a battler, but you you judged a lot of the Battle Fest battles, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, that was fun, man. How'd you get involved with that? Because again, I was uh, always I was always in the background, so I never knew. Like, I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't aware of. Like, I, I was help organizing, and then uh, I would DJ, so I was never like involved with like how they pick judges and stuff like oh, that. Oh, man, I, I just, man, I loved it. Um, I don't know. I, I As far as getting getting selected, it was just uh, uh, someone who kind of knew, you know, how everything worked. Mm-hmm. And then just having, you know, just having that respect. Right. Um, you know, it was, it was a few times I almost participated. Yeah, that was But cool. <laughs> I, just didn't, I just didn't quite get the matchup that I wanted, so... But uh, was there someone you wanted to battle? Yeah. (laughs) Well, not necessarily somebody I wanted to battle, but it was more like someone who I felt was like the most appropriate matchup. Who's that? I don't even. We just gonna leave it. We gonna leave it. That's cool. I'm I'm, I'm enticed though, (laughs) because I I, I was a part of all those battles, and it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, I recall you being a judge. Uh, Rude Pills, uh, Dusty Face, uh, uh, Paradise, of course, R.I.P. Rob. Um, man, yeah, rest but you know, peace, I, I I feel like the people that they picked the judge understood the culture and understood writing um, to a, a, a to a, a very high degree. Um, but I couldn't imagine that being easy. Was that like difficult to do a lot of those battles? Uh, it was challenging sometimes because um, not everyone recognizes all the criteria mm-hmm. um, that's involved with that. And, you know, you just go out there, you know, just thinking like, oh, this is just something to do. Right. You know, you learn very quickly. Yeah. Or you don't, mm-hmm. you know, but um, yeah, sometimes, man, it was challenging. Yeah. You know, making hard decisions. On the whim, too. It's kind of like right away. And I was, I would always tell every once in a while I would talk to a disgruntled person and it's like, it's not that that person that beats you is better than you. They're better at you at the, in the moment. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't mean like it completely discredits your whole. Nah. It's just at that moment, this person was better than you, but you can easily be better the next moment or whatever. But uh, man, yeah, I just remember there being like, I just I'm a fan of battle raps, man. Like I've always loved battle rapping, and uh, those are really good times. Um, and uh, I I just always enjoyed uh, being in the background. Uh, like I like jokes, man. Like people cracking who's, jokes. And who's shit. your Who's your favorite battle rapper? From From here or in general? Just in general. Uh. And from here, okay. I, I just uh, how you ask how, how you answer both. From here. I don't know, like, I would. You don't I, have to answer. No, no, no. I just like so. I, you know, I've always been a fan of Fresco. I just don't consider him in like a Rockford category because he was always kind of he only battled in Rockford one time in Popular Grove, and that was mm-hmm. his first battle, which I have on video. And he actually told me not to post it, but that was like ten years ago, so I'm posting that shit. <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't, he didn't like. He was good, but he wasn't like how we know him. But like locally. Probably one of my favorite battle rappers was, I mean, I was always a big fan of Lee Major, mm. who I'll probably have mm. on here at some point. And as far as that, as far as like international, I was always a big fan of Thesaurus. Okay. Um, because I followed them from the Scribble Jam days nah, into Grind Time, into King of the Dot. I was there when he, uh, when him and Cortez battle. That was yeah. Oh, you really? In, I was uh, I was right there. That was in New York. Yeah. yeah that, and yeah, that was a big deal because that was a, that was a major upset. Cortez was a big, uh, you know, he's from New York. You know, he was. They were in New York and and uh, Tesaurus at the time. I mean, he's he's West Coast hundred percent. But at the time, he was kind of like the face. This was like maybe before disaster. He was like the face of the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was a huge. That same night was uh, disaster and uh, Swave Seven. Oh, okay. oh, that was yep. a two-day grind time uh, yep. uh, East yep. Coast event. Uh, man, dude, I used to w- wake up every morning and watch grind time and eat, like, Cheerios. Like, because they would post videos every day. Uh, and that's when they had, like, the five-minute restrictions on YouTube. So you had, like, it was, like, one or two and two mm-hmm. or two and three or three. Um, I actually remember Tesaurus battled Fresco in Cincinnati, and I was there. And Tesaurus, like destroy them dude i was like oh shit <laughs> but then like i remember that then uh maybe a years after that they did uh, uh a king of the dot battle which when they battled in, in, in cincinnati it was off the top 16 when they battled in grind or in uh, king of the dot it was written and, and fresco took that and that was cool to see again like fresco is is you know from rockford he went to boiling too actually i believe but and he like made it you know international as far as his battle rapping goes mm-hmm. i mean i've always been a fan of fresco he's he's a cool dude um but to get back to you a little bit um you're probably one of the few mcs in rockford that's ever um not not saying you're the only one but you're definitely one of the only ones who's ever really rapped with a live band um like several live bands is that right or oh yeah 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 man. what's what's that what's that like i i think it's great <laughs> yeah. I think it's beautiful. Um I don't know, I've always gravitated toward live instruments. Mm-hmm. I grew up in church. Okay. Um it's just just it's just different. Yeah. It's different. It it um I didn't even know probably until probably like my first year of college mm-hmm. that the roots existed. Right. And so once I got a hold of you know what I'm saying, live uh, hip-hop music. Um, 
it just kind of changed the way I saw everything. Right. Um, Especially not, when you when you like when you hear it like on the record or CD is one thing, but when you see it live, it's like a whole another. Oh yeah, man. As a matter of fact, the first live hip hop group I ever saw was The Roots in Madison, and I was blown away because up up until that point, I was younger. What um, year was that? Was man. it at the Orpheum? No, it was an oh, outdoor. Okay. It was a free show actually. Uh, okay. It was The Roots, The Jizza, and The Black Keys. Yo, the, the band. Dude, we was just talking last night about how like just random stuff happens, and yeah. you just gotta be there for it. It, it was wild. Like. You just said the Black Keys. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. The Black Keys played at Bar 3 one night. I think I remember that. And it was like nobody the, knew dude, about it. Classic crop. It was like smoke crazy. <laughs> yeah, nobody yeah. knew about it. Like my man John was telling me last night about how he was just, you know, uh, working at the deli. And he's like, Erica Badu came in there and like sang a song for like four people and left. Really? I guess it was whatever like, whatever country band or whatever was playing in yeah. there, she knew them. No and kidding. she stopped to hear them sing and like did a song with them and just left. I believe that. But it's just like, dude, I, I feel like that, yeah. for me as an artist, yeah. that's pretty much kind of been a story of my life. Mm-hmm. Like these random encounters that I would never expect. Yeah. Uh, that you would never believe. Right. And I'm cool with that. Man, that's, that's like, beautiful, man. I'm just cool with just going with it. Bumping into like random yeah. people yeah. and sharing like genuine moments yeah. with them. And that that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like get signed to like a major or right. you know, make a million dollars. I mean I wouldn't turn down a million dollars, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I think a lot of people strive to um this height of, of fame too, too, too focused or, on the destination yeah and they're not enjoying the journey right and it's like you can't get there without going i prefer the journey you know what i'm saying i don't, I don't think i have a destination i just like i like the journey i like you know this just the shit that i'm a part of and talking to people like you is you know i'm cool with this shit you know yeah man <laughs> too, yeah too many people are focused on the end game and not uh the journey and it also like compromises the integrity of their creativity if there's any creativity because oftentimes when you're focused on the destination you're like very product driven just trying to drop whatever oh yeah without really it's like man is this a good project is this am i dropping it just to be consistent am i dropping it because this is good you know like there's people who take years to drop a project and I didn't understand that when I was younger, you know, I want to hear my favorite band. Like, man, they haven't dropped a CD in two years. Like, what's going on? What's, they're working, you know? They're, they're making no, the, man, the perfect people, thing. People forget. Like, yeah. as artists, man, you're giving a part of your life. Exactly. You're sharing your actual mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some people, that experience might be a fun time meeting a lot of women and riding around on a tour bus or mm-hmm. just drinking all day or smoking or... You know, just coming up with a bunch of ideas with your buddies and right. making a movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's different. Yeah. you know, some people shit is like that. Mm-hmm. Some people shit is a lot of pain. Right, losing money, losing people, right. losing right. you know what I'm saying parts of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was telling one of my my younger homies uh, the other day about how things have changed so much that people's idea of success or people's idea of getting to this certain point, you can't even get there the same way. Right. 
like the route is isn't even the same anymore. Mm-hmm. The the right. the things the 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 points at which you stop along the way don't even exist right. anymore. Yeah, out of business. And, and so it's <laughs> yeah. just crazy how like everything has been so instant, become so instant, instant, mm-hmm. instant. Mm-hmm. The gratification that comes with it is just it's almost unreal. Mm-hmm. It almost doesn't even. It, it's not. It's not. Right. It's not tangible. Yeah. And so, you know, it's super important to to experience things. Yeah, yeah. And to appreciate the experience. For what they are. Yeah. 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 And that goes to anybody who, if you're at a show and there's you and just a performer, enjoy it. If you're at the show and you're the performer and there's just a one uh, uh, person in attendance, enjoy it. You know, because it's it's just a part of the it's a part of the hustle, man. I've I've DJed for probably a thousand people and i've dj's for probably five people and this they're getting the same big you know on both uh um on both um circumstances and i'm probably getting paid the same either way so whatever um (laughs) you know so i'm I'm gonna make a a statement it it makes sense to me i wonder if it's gonna make sense to you i feel like your photography is very similar to how you rap hmm I've never heard that before. You know what I'm saying? Like I could tell this is your like it, this is coming from you. Well, I, I will say this, and this is what I tell every artist. Um, what makes us unique, and actually going back to what we said at the very beginning of our conversation, mm-hmm. um, you know, it doesn't matter how you see the world. There's always going to be someone else that sees it differently. Right. And that's not a bad thing. Sure. Um, our perspective is what sets us apart one from another. Right. And so if I decide I'm going to paint and for whatever reason I see the clouds just a little bit darker than the next person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I paint the clouds that way. Right. So now I decide I want to take photographs. Mm-hmm. I photograph the clouds. There's something about the way I see the clouds right. that yeah. you're going yep. to see. Yep, yep, yep. But that, I, I say, as artists, no matter what we do, you pick up a guitar, you pick up a drum set, you pick up a pencil, a, a paintbrush, you are, the, are, are going to pour into whatever it is you do. Right. And that's, to me, the most beautiful thing about being an artist. Yeah. Like, no matter what, you are going to pour into whatever you do. I know I, I love that man. I, I I feel like the way you write, the way you paint, and the way you, you take photos is like it's you. It's not like three different versions of you. It's you doing three different things. And I just I just find that to be interesting with with people like yourself and people who like do several things, um, uh, like people who like rap and 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 paint and stuff like that. It's like there's these similarities. That's like man, that that drawing is exactly how you write. Which it, it it's kind of like a, a weird fuck on your brain, but it, it makes sense to a degree. Um, was photography like uh, something that you recently started uh, um, um, doing? So photography was something I was very interested in mm-hmm. early on, uh, but just never had the courage to like just reach out and and, and try it. And then um, once uh, once I got ready to move to New York, um, my ex girlfriend during the time bought me an old uh a Nikon mm-hmm. I think it was a D60 and uh 
I, I just, I've always had trouble with sleep. And I just recall like this really long period of insomnia. Okay. And so I would just walk around taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I, I started posting these photos of these different buildings and houses. And, and I actually ended up making pretty good friends with this guy on Facebook because of it. Okay. He started messaging me, telling mm -hmm. me the history of these different places. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this used to be this, and this person lived there, mm. and for this long, it was an art gallery. Right. And, or the, and so we ended up, you know, building this, this friendship based on this guy telling me all about all this this history that yeah. I'm capturing. He's telling me, you know, and yeah, it was yeah. cool. Shout out to Wes, man. Um, but yeah, man, uh, so I did that while I was in New York, mm -hmm. shit, I'm in a big-ass city right. i never been in before. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing all this cool shit. I got a camera. Why right. wouldn't I take yeah. pictures? Yeah. So I'm taking this camera with me everywhere. Right. And um, people would just see this camera and just assume I work for someone. Oh, I didn't yeah. know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, shit, I got a gig tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm on YouTube mm. watching tutorials trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And so... I just taught myself and you know I'm super super grateful for every opportunity that a camera has ever given me um and just being in the right place at the right time oh, that's what's up man I, I love the way you capture things um I think sometimes people interpret a camera as like being an easy uh uh, uh thing to use because it's you know we all have cameras on our phones you know in in, in like reality if you're pushing a button yes but capturing moments, and of course all the science behind it, is not a very easy task. Like I, I would challenge anyone to to take a camera and and capture something, and see what it looks like. It might not look like what you think, and you'll probably yeah. then realize that this is not very easy. And it's also it could be a very expensive hobby, or or uh, you know, uh, way to make income. But I like the way I've always liked the way you've captured images. Like I said, I feel like when I see your pictures, I know that they're yours. And I know it's like you have your your style, which I think is important to um, so many people try to like bite other people or emulate oh, stuff yeah, that so man. many people don't come up with just their own uh, their own take on things, especially photography. But like again, when I see your photos, I know that they're your photos. You know what I'm saying? Like you have your imprint on them, which I think is very important. And it's fucking cool, man. Like damn, like man. Zen, I know Zen took that photo. You know? I really appreciate that. It's it's 100% a blessing to be able to find your style as an artist yeah. because for some people, that takes them the the entirety of their career. It takes as a long an artist. time. Yeah. And so you know, um, I I think that people should understand. Uh, I think we we focus on. Uh, reinvention more than evolution mm. and there's a difference right yeah you know, absolutely um, you know we if we if we understand and we focus on and embrace evolution there's less of a need or desire to focus on the constant reinvention mm -hmm. uh, because it becomes no longer necessary right that's 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 um, I, uh, Justin I brought up that point too and it's like you have to um do something for a long time before you uh do it how you're gonna do it you know what i'm saying like um 
you know, I, I was breaking for years, man, before I, I was like, okay, now I found myself. I found, like, the direction I want to do and and, and, and uh, how I want to present myself. But, man, it was, it was years of, of, you know, uh, of trial and error and, like, wanting to quit. And it's like, man, you know, it's not looking how I want it to look. And it's just, that's just the nature of the beast. And, and, and it will break you down. Uh, I've seen a lot of people quit because of that. But, you know, for any artist of any aspect, if you're listening, like, you, you just have to hang in there and again uh trust the journey uh and focus less on the destination because yeah you'll get there you know but it's 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 a grind it's a hustle it's an everyday thing you know it's not like very few people discover their uh craft overnight and and those people who do you're a jerk <laughs> but congrats you know because some, some people you're a jerk some oh, people are bad. just so some people are just so natural um so before, man, before we close out, you know, you are just like so talented in so many things. Um, I always wonder, uh, with you, for instance. I mean, can we expect anything from you as far as like recordings or any publications of your photography or your writings? I am working on a show right now with uh, Kelvin Candy. Oh, the brother. And uh, also, I got some new music. I'm gonna be on with. Uh, Jay Church. Oh, no, yep. And uh, Fly Jones. Yes. Um, I, I did record some stuff with them. Uh, you probably can expect some other stuff from them. Uh, and some other stuff that I've kind of been working on. Dope, so, man. Yes, you can expect some music coming from me probably sometime at the beginning of next year. Awesome, awesome. Would, would you ever consider... I always thought for you, like, you know, you think, I think of people, I'm like, man, this person should do this project, maybe. You know what I mean? From my perspective. But have you ever considered doing, like, a photography slash, like, poetry type of publication? Yeah, I've actually had a couple of different ideas, man, but uh, I don't know. Nothing that just really stuck. Sure, sure. But I'm always open for suggestions, man. Right. I mean, me and you collab anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, man. If you got an idea, man, shit, let yeah, me know what's no, up. That'd be cool. Otherwise, uh, you know, people could pick up your prints. At, uh, mm. I'll have your information. Um, um, we're getting close to the holiday here, so you got about a week to buy stuff, man. Buy some prints, buy some photos, support your local artists. Um, Zen Man has been good, bro. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I hope next time we talk, we're, we're talking about your 120-page book. Hey, man. <laughs> you never know. Or or something cool, man. But uh, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Hey, anything you want to anything you want to say before we we cut it loose? Hey, man. Love each other, man. Yeah. Hey, Love each other. You heard it. Love each other for real. Especially not only because it's the Christmas holiday season, but uh, every day. Uh, you know, love love one another. Um, I think that simple but strong message. Um, thanks again, everybody. Uh, you've been rocking with uh, Mr. Zen and myself, Big Monster, and you are listening to Breaks, Beats, Boom Bap, and Beyond. And we will catch you next time. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>